Welcome to The Ty Lucas Show, where the life experiences of others helps you to improve your health, wealth, and relationships. Here is your host, Ty Lucas. All right, all right. Welcome back to The Ty Lucas Show. And today we're going to be having a repeat guest, my Skyzer. So welcome to the show, Skyzer. Thank you. And today what we're going to be going over is pretty much our choices through our birth preparation journey and how we're going to choose to, or how we have chosen to, to birth our firstborn baby. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much just go a bit, bit of a deep dive into that because I think it's um, something that doesn't get spoken about a lot, and I guess, on the male side of things as well. Yeah, definitely. So, so I definitely want to talk about like the challenges that are pretty common that come up between man and woman through mm. through birth or, or partner and partner, I guess you could say now that there's a lot of that too. So yeah. um yeah, and, and differentiating opinions and and how to navigate through that process or, or our experience through it. Not that we're professionals at it, but Yeah, absolutely. We have put a, a fair bit of time and effort into educating ourselves around birth so that we can birth the way that we've chosen and, and that's uh free birthing. Yeah, absolutely. Which is super, super exciting and really, really close. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> Probably like a week or two, I don't know, who knows, but yeah, yeah, really close. Yeah, so pretty much I'd say when this comes out, our firstborn should pretty much be here on that week. So it'll be, um, yeah. it'll be an interesting time to release this one. Um, so yeah, f- f- to kick things off, like let's just go straight into like the different types of birthing so obviously we've got hospital birth we've got home birth and then we've got free birth so I'll let you take that away with just you know explaining the three and and the differences between them and um then we can go into who each type of the births birthing um preparations are for I guess yeah so um basically a hospital birth is a medicalized birth even if you are in a hospital and you do have your baby naturally um you know going through a hospital and seeing a doctor for all the scans and the ultrasounds and maybe finding out the sex um that's what you would call a hospital birth um being in the system in the medical system um and then you have a home birth a home birth is where you give birth at home, but you will see a midwife during midwife and doctor during your pregnancy journey, um, and then you will have a um, midwife at your birth at home as well. So still very much by the system, except for the fact that when you give birth, you are in your own space at home. And then with free birthing, free birthing is where you go through your pregnancy um, with no medical help um, and the same thing at home as well. So you, you f- free birth at home by yourself with your partner. Um, you can have what's called a doula at a free birth. Um, some doulas support like hospital births and home births and free births. Some doulas support just home births with a midwife and free births and some doulas support just free birthing. So generally it will just be the doula with 
um, yourself and your partner or whoever else you choose to have at your birth. Um, but we have chosen to like completely free birth, so not have a doula. We're just having, um, well, who knows, it could end up just being the two of, the us. Two of us. But um, we've chosen, yeah, to ask my mum to be in our birth space and also one of our really good friends, Nat. Um, so she's home birthed and free birthed as well. Um and she's very educated around all of the birthing kind of stuff and just a really nice support person to have there for us if we feel we need it. Um, but, yeah, so we obviously have chosen to free birth. And and just and before we go any further into yeah. that, just for the, for the listeners, like, because I know f- myself, for one, like, yeah. especially being a male, like, I didn't know what the hell a doula was. Yeah. Like, I was like, what, are we going and, like, dueling with swords or what? Like... <laughs> <laughs> so like that's when I first like what are we going to a duel like who is this person like they're coming to slay yeah. or what but so, so just explain the difference between a midwife and, and a jeweler for the listeners for those that don't know yeah so a midwife is somebody that has like gone to university done their midwifery degree um, and they generally will have started off working in a hospital and then gone to um, like facilitating or being there for uh, home birthing. So they have like a full, (coughs) not a full medical degree, but yeah, they're trained in midwifery. Um, So they still very much go by the medical system. They still have to comply to all of the um, like... Obligations? No, like all the all the well, they've got ob- they've obligations to like yeah. comply with yeah the the processes. Yeah, so it's not um, there's there's yeah still lots of rules and and stuff around having a midwife at your birth. Um, there are like radical midwives, but they can only be obviously radical to a certain extent as at the end of the day they will obviously lose their job if they don't do something by the books Um, and then a doula is somebody that has basically just done a um, course in birth um, to become a birth support person so they're not there to assist with any medical assistance that you um, may need or that you may want they can't give you any drugs Um, they are just there for a birth support person to s- support you through your pregnancy journey and then generally like six to eight weeks postpartum as well, helping with breastfeeding and all of that kind of stuff, um, which, yeah, uh, I feel really confident and comfortable to do by myself, hence why we've chosen this way of like doing our pregnancy and birth. Um, and also I have... Um, my friend Nat, who who will be able to help assist if I need her in any way, like um, the way that you would need a doula. Uh, so yeah, that's does that kind of explain the difference? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, just for the listeners, like let's let's get into how we came about going down this this route of uh, birth preparation and going through birth, because you know at the very start, like we were looking, or I thought, you know, like I I didn't have really much of an idea about alternate ways to birth. It was either home birthing or hospital. So, like, straight off the bat, I was kind of thinking, like, okay, what hospitals are going to be? Is it 
or is it are we going to do a home birth like and and midwives and all that sort of stuff and and that's kind of what we looked into a little bit at the start Mm. um like but you straight away didn't really feel too comfortable um with the with going and seeing doctors and the hospital methods so yeah we did have a bit of a conversation around that um and I guess you can run us through that, like the the bit of a journey that we had because it, it was like, oh, we'll go meet up with this person, but then didn't come to fruition and then it was like, okay, that's a bit of a sign. Yeah, so um, basically like there was a time when I actually didn't even know what a free birth was and <coughs> essentially like I don't even think it really needs to have the name free birth. I think it's just natural birth the way that like nature intended it's just listening to your body and and going through that process naturally so there was a time when I didn't even know about that but I always will for for a very long time since I decided that I would like to have kids um, I definitely knew that home birthing was something that I wanted to do Um, and I guess like even though I didn't know about free birthing I knew that I wanted it to be as close, like, na- as close to nature? No. Yeah. As, yeah, as close to nature as it could possibly be. And I didn't actually know that <coughs> you can birth at home by yourself if you want to. Like, I just, I guess I presumed that there would be rules and regulations and all that kind of stuff. Um, and also had limiting beliefs like for myself as well like I I guess you doubt that your body would be able to do that or um, you know we we grow up in a society where birth is like deemed to be so scary and so fearful and so painful by you know we're told that by so many people during our upbringing Um, and I feel actually quite lucky in that sense that I didn't have that so much my mum had even though she had four um, hospital births they were as natural as as they could possibly be in a hospital so I never had her growing up like I never grew up with her telling me that it was painful and that it was something to be scared of like it was more that the pregnancy journey was a beautiful journey and it was something to enjoy and it was something that she really enjoyed and it is something that I've really enjoyed so anyways um coming like to our decision to free birth um it was definitely never really an option for me to hospital birth like we didn't actually even ever talk about that it was always uh free uh home birth birth, from the very start but we were considering home birth with the midwives and um with doulas as well so we kind of started off with the idea that we would have midwives there's a um, couple of midwives that we found on the coast where we live and we actually had a um, a zoom call with them and yeah something just didn't feel very right about it and we kind of just left it and I actually never heard back from them so I took that as a pretty big sign that it wasn't meant to be Um, and then we were in contact with a couple of doulas to have them support us um, through pregnancy and birth and um same thing kind of happened we were going to meet up with them and then it just didn't happen and then yeah we were just in the shower one day and we just like our good friend Nat so our um, friend who's going to be 
at our birth, uh, quite possibly, she had said to us that she would totally be there for our birth if that was something that we were open to and wanted. And, like, it just, yeah, that was it. That was mm. the kind of, yeah, well it was that g- was the switch, I think. Yeah, it was kind of like, um, I don't know, after that first, like, with the midwives and they, and they didn't, like... Like, they were fine with you on the phone. I didn't actually... I wasn't there for that call yeah. and whatnot. But then it was, like, straight after that, like, didn't hear back from them. And then, that to me, that just makes me feel like, oh, we're just we're just a number kind of thing. And, yeah, and like, that, that's not how... I, I, I really want to be through a birth journey. Like, I want, I want that yeah. support. Or And then on the other side of that, it's like, we don't even know who the hell these midwives are. Well, and then we kind of said the same thing about the jeweler. We're like, I guess, yeah, we could build a relationship with them over nine months, but then... You know, like the current circumstances, we might not have even been able to go and see that jeweler that we were choosing yeah. to ha- meet with in Brisbane because of the flu that's going around, and then we have to stay at home. So, like that would have been a bit of an issue there. So, why not like speak with one of our friends, mm. and then who we've already got a relationship with? Like that to me, that just felt like a lot more comfortable for us and our circumstances. Yeah. Um. And it all really came around pretty quickly di- as well, didn't it? Like wh- The whole pregnancy, do you mean? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because mum asked me that yesterday and I said, like, I felt like the first probably seven months went really slowly, but these last couple of months have just flown by. Oh, no, I meant, I meant like, just conceiving, like, as well. Like, oh, right. Like, that came around, like, really quickly <laughs> too, right? Yeah, so um, we were very, like, I don't know whether lucky is the right word. Like, I don't know, like, in the fact that we conceived really quickly. Oh, we're just two human beings that are yeah, supposed he- to create a family and yeah, we're both healthy, healthy and yeah. look after ourselves. So, like, the, the chance, like, we're in that minority group, like, right? And I do understand, like, from being in practice as a coach and naturopath that, you know, there is a lot of people that do struggle with mm. becoming pregnant. Mm. But for us, like, I feel like, we're in that minority group where we exercise daily, we eat pretty well consistently, like we do our morning breath work, we do our morning movement, we sleep pretty regularly, like all those types of things. Like they are all one percenters that make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't really have, neither of us have any underlying health issues. So like, you know, we're in that group of, okay, yeah, you're probably going to be able to fall pregnant with ease. And I guess the fact that both of us are on that, we're on the same page mm. where I guess a lot of maybe people, yeah, there's or couples. one or couples, yeah, are tr- uh, um, you know, one person is trying and then the other person is not so much or something. I guess we're just really aligned yeah. and it just happened <coughs> really fast. Like, yeah, I, I don't think yeah. well, we, weren't, we weren't planning or we, or we yeah, weren't trying, trying yeah. or anything, but it just it just happened. It was when we were up in Cairns, hey, it was like we had that conversation where it was, you know, mm. all right, if we become pregnant, so be it. Yeah. And, and then it was, what, two two weeks after that, after you'd done, like when we got back, yeah. it was on pizza Yeah, a night. little bit after we got back, yeah, pizza night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our favourite night of the week. Um, yeah, Friday night. And, yeah, we conceived on that night and, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting how it happens on pizza night. There's a lot of good things that <laughs> happen on Friday nights. It's my favourite night of the week, and um, it's been a bit of a tradition of ours for what 
over a year now, well yeah, and truly over, over a year. year yeah. So um, every Friday night we ev- have pizzas at home. There's a there's a couple of exceptions like we've done you know breath work what two or three times like there's been a breath work made up and yeah. maybe friends or family twice in about <laughs> a year and a half that we've swapped Friday night to Saturday night pizza night but um and it's definitely like oh yeah okay like <laughs> yeah fine if we fine. have to yeah yeah uh, all right so so let's loop loop back around to this and yeah. and go a bit um bit further into you know our choices like that like obviously we've we've chosen to free birth like do you want to touch on you know like we aren't advocates and and pushing anyone towards doing free birthing or home birthing or hospital birthing it's like whatever feels right for you and I think that comes up with a lot of couples as well especially with the male Mm. because generally like as like we don't really have as much education around it or the the processes of it or have any idea around it and the way that I was brought up like or a lot of us were brought up is just you know it's a medical procedure like that's it and and then you see in all the tv shows that you know the women are in pain and it's a big like you know it's a big ordeal like like that's the headspace that you have around it so you sort of have that expectation of like oh, we'll just put the birth in, you know, someone else's hands pretty much like as it's a medical procedure, but that wasn't our choice. So, you know, let's touch on who, you know, these different types of birth preparation are for and I feel like as the father, like you should just support whatever the the mother wants to do, right? Yeah. Like if, if the mother wants to hospital birth, that's the right choice for them. Whatever feels right for the mother, mm. whether it's hospital birth, home birth or free birthing, that's it. Like it should be the mother's choice, and the father should be supporting that process. Or partner. Or partner, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But, but if it's two females, then generally it's going to be you know they'll both have a bit more education around it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. but maybe not as well. Maybe like not. I, you know, I know that <coughs> definitely during and leading up to this pregnancy, like I've not had education around birth. Like I didn't mm. grow up having education around birth. And it's definitely something that I've, like, looked into myself, um, like, and and taken that upon myself to read things and and start, like, you know, I guess seeing how birth actually works and and what, um, you know, the natural process is and all of that kind of stuff. Um, But, yeah, it's like, I think with the whole partner thing and supporting your partner in whatever they feel safest and most comfortable doing. I know that, like, that for a lot of people is quite um, confronting and it can be quite scary to, I don't know what the word is, but to, like, I guess, yeah, just trust your partner in what Mm. they want to do. But it's, like, I think... You know, it's birth is such a massive thing and it can be such a transformational thing and unfortunately in a lot of cases it becomes a very traumatic, um, scary thing that then, you know, creates a lot of fear in people, um, not just the birthing woman but also the partner as well because they're obviously there to witness um, it. 
But I think a lot of these traumatic situations come from a lack of education and also um, the, like, uh, what's the word? Like, the um, birthing woman not feeling comfortable. Mm. So, like... birth is one of the biggest things and like we've all been birthed like every single person in this world whether it's like naturally like vaginally or cesarean like we've all been birthed that's where we all come from and it's one of these things kind of like death where we are it's not spoken about a lot. I know it's definitely, there's a huge like turning at the moment with parents um, speaking to their children about birth and having their children at birth. Mm. But it's one of these things that we've grown up with that hasn't, you know, it's like a, it's a scary thing. And it was, you know, it's not spoken about, like, you know, for example, like my mum is, you know, a very open-minded and, you know, cares for her health a lot. But during this pregnancy journey, she has even learnt a lot about birth and she's got four kids. So, like, she, you know, I never grew up with her or my dad um, or anyone, like, teaching me about birth. And I guess, you know, even though they weren't teaching us or, like... um, making us feel fearful or anything about it that just like goes to show that you know a lot of people actually don't even understand trust or know anything or very little about birth so I think going into like you know I guess having I don't know what I'm trying to say but I think that it is definitely well for us it was really important especially for me to like educate myself around birth and like physiological birth because I wanted to like be in control of my body and I wanted to know what is happening not just during birth and labor but during this whole process which is why I've you know I've just like listened to my body and I haven't like why we chose free birthing basically I guess because we didn't want to as you said put it into the hands of somebody else and if that makes you feel more comfortable then that's what you should do like if you feel more comfortable having a hospital birth and going to your doctor's appointments however often they happen and and doing all the tests and and all of that kind of stuff because you need that reassurance um from somebody else that everything is okay and everything's on track and and all of those kind of things if you need that then that's the right thing for you to do Mm. but I do definitely believe that no matter what type of birth you're choosing whether you're choosing to go that medicalized hospital birth or whether you're choosing a home birth with a midwife or free birthing completely I do believe that um, education is really important and that's something that I have really tried to do and that I have done is I haven't just looked into free birthing and I haven't just looked into home birthing. I've definitely read a lot about hospital birthing and the things that um, you know can happen in hospital births and things that can happen in home births and free births and all of those kind of different scenarios 
and then from there chose what felt most comfortable for um, me. And, like, with the partner, um, you know, supporting you in no matter what you choose, like, obviously that comes down to communication and talking about what makes you feel most comfortable. Um, I just, you know, going... It would be like, like I think a lot of these traumatic experiences, obviously, as I said before, come from, you know, fear and and lack of education and stuff. So um, I think when you are supporting your partner in their birth choice, I think it's really important to try and understand like why they're choosing that and would you want to put your partner in a situation or in a space where they didn't feel comfortable and they didn't feel safe? Like, ultimately, birth is, like, one of the biggest things that a woman will ever go through. Like, it can be super transformation, transformational? Yeah. <laughs> super transformational. And, like, for me, I know, you know, that if I was supporting someone in birth and, like, I guess just how when I'm supporting myself through, like, this pregnancy and and birth, like, I know that I want to feel safe and I want to feel in my environment and I want to feel like I'm in control, whereas I know that 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 scares people and that's totally fine if that's not what is right for you. Mm. Um, And, like, obviously I'm really really lucky that you support me in the way that I want to birth our baby Mm. and I guess that also comes from us being you know very connected and aligned and everything um and I totally understand that a lot of people don't have that um like I said to you the other day there's you know I'm in a free birthing group and um you know there's women in there that are actually birthing by themselves um you know they're 38 weeks pregnant and their partner still has so much fear and so much like like uncomfortableness or you know they're so not okay with free birthing because of all the like things that they've been told through their whole life so they're actually opting to birth by themselves and I think that's really powerful because they're not like saying okay I'll birth in a hospital because that's what makes you feel comfortable because the partner is not the one who's birthing like Mm. that to make you feel comfortable in the situation just wouldn't make any sense like of course I want you to be comfortable with the way that we are birthing and you are and I think that comes from also the fact that you can see how right this is for me Mm. and yeah I guess like to not yeah it just like this whole journey would have been like you know completely different if I was you know button heads with you with this and saying no I want you to have a hospital birth the whole time like you would have been completely miserable the whole time like yeah. and that would have been a whole different birth story and and we know like I'm a bit of a nerd with the human body like I yeah. love this stuff and yeah like straight away for me, I started looking at nutrition, okay? So what are the things that we need to be on top of while you're going through birth so that your feeding baby is optimal as possible? Like that that was like my first go-to. 
And then it was conversations after that where it was like, you know, all right, I want a free birth, like instead of home birth. And then it's like, okay, cool. What what are the – then all it is from there is a conversation. What's the risks with the free birth? What, how can we reduce that? So I think it would be pretty um, informative for a lot of the listeners if they knew – what are, what are some things that you can do? Not even if it's just for free birth and right, like just in birth preparation in general. Mm. Like let's go into some of the things that you can do to support your birth, right? Because, you know, it's not just something that happens. Like you're carrying a, bra- a baby now, so you need to think about more than just yourself. So, mm. you know, it's like what are, what are you putting into your body? Like are you still smoking? Like, I know that's not a thing that happens that common anymore, but it was on, what, Animal Kingdom last yeah. night when we were watching an episode, <laughs> right? So, like, th- there's all these different types of things, and, and we don't know that they're bad for the baby until, I don't know, later on in, in life or whatever, but, you know, what are some things that can support birth from the get-go and then, like, leading up to it now? I know, like, there's different types of teas. We've got some herbal tinctures ready for the actual you know, the birthing process and then the whole way up throughout it, we've been making sure that you're getting all your micronutrients in through different different means of nutrition. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously, you know, this is just our experience and our, like, what we have done. Um, there's so much that you can do and look into and, and read about. And, um, yeah, so, well, basically... We added in some supplements, didn't we? Which so I was having, I was um, on a plant-based diet, which mm. I have been for. I think I went vegetarian like, yeah, a long time ago, maybe seven years ago or so, and then um, through through that transitioned into a plant-based diet, and I felt really really good doing it, um, but you obviously do need to be careful, like you can Mm. probably touch on this more, but um, you obviously do need to be careful um, when having a, or any diet, not even just a plant-based diet, Mm. like any diet, whether you're eating meat or whether you're not or 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 whatnot. Or on the common diet, the refined food common diet. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like there's, there's, you know, when you are growing a baby, you have to understand that your body is in complete overdrive, you know, trying to support and grow and nourish another human so you really do need to be mindful and conscious about what you are putting into your body and and what you're using around your body and all of that kind of stuff but yeah for me I was on a plant-based diet at the start of our pregnancy probably until about three months ago Um, and through that uh, we supplemented with with fish oil and beef liver yeah, and a, and a couple of uh, essential collagens and uh, essential amino acids as well. Yeah, so that obviously made my made me not plant-based, even though I don't really like to – I never really wanted to go by like being vegan or plant-based or whatever, but it was just how I ate yeah. for majority of the time. Um, and I felt really good. I felt really good this whole pregnancy, which, mm. again, you know, I, I feel really – lucky for but then I don't know whether it's lucky it's just the fact that yeah I do prepared and and took the effort because you've breathed you've literally breezed through this pregnancy not that it's (laughs) like a breeze but you know like none of those common things came up like the morning sickness the tiredness the 
grumpiness, the craving all these sugars and different types of foods. Like, and that's just like hats off to you because you've taken the time and effort to do, you know, mm. consistent movement. You've mm. done yoga throughout. You've done walking throughout. You've done all these different types of things. And, you know, you've you've supplemented like spot on from the get-go. Yeah, like, which is obviously thanks to you. Like I, yeah. I don't know all those things, even though I do definitely feel like, you know, w- and you do know, like when I feel not great for some reason, I generally – know what it's from like I'm pretty good like that Mm. um but yeah we yeah supplemented from sorry I just cut you off yeah no that's cool (laughs) well why why I was like straight straight off the bat like onto the supplements and all that type of stuff because I didn't know if you were you know right then and there ready to move to eating meat yet because it had been like however many years Mm -hmm. so it's like okay I need to figure out what are the best supplements or herbs or whatever that can support this process? And, like, I've got nothing against a plant-based diet if you're doing it right, but a lot of people are not doing a plant-based diet right, which you, for one, were. Mm. But on top of that, when you're going, like, when you're carrying a baby, right, mm. or like, when you're in a process of pregnancy, yep. there's some gaps you need to fill. Like, let's be honest, like, plant-based diets are great, if you're cooking your foods in all the right way, then you can get the maximal amount of nutrition out of that. However, if you're not like on top of all of that, yeah. like cooking cooking and preparing your food properly to get the most nutrients out of that food, you it's pretty likely that you're going to be deficient, deficient in some areas and especially when you're pregnant, right? Yeah. So you do need like extra nutrients into the body from that. So that's why... I just kind of dove into that and it was like, all right, what are the gaps that we need to fill here? And I found that the easiest way to transition you over to, you know, getting all of that micronutrients and macronutrients in uh, in effective amounts was through supplementation with the um, collagen. The beef liver was absolutely amazing because you, ca- you can't taste that. It's a capsule, yeah. right? And um, now we've kind of transitioned into some different stews and that type of stuff, which is a, a lot more a lot easier for you to eat, I guess, than, you know, just going straight for a steak or whatever. Yeah, that's still quite, like, yeah, yeah, triggering, I guess, for me to think about, like, even those pork chops. I was like, oh, (laughs) this is a bit much. Yeah, I kind of cooked it on the Weber that (laughs) night with (laughs) the pork chops too. That was the worst dinner ever. That was literally the worst dinner ever. Yeah, because, yeah, we didn't let the (laughs) pork chops fully, like, um, because they were frozen and then we didn't... let them fully thaw out yeah. so then like yeah they didn't look like they looked like they were thawed but then like yeah. chucked them on the barbecue and they're on there for a, a while on the weber yeah and then just yeah and they were not good yeah. I, I didn't even eat mine i was like damn uh yeah so well anyways obviously um yeah we supplemented with all of those things that ty just touched on at the start and then um and i, I w- just sorry yeah. for cutting you off no, I, I i would um like tell you guys exactly what to do but you know as a as a naturopath like what we do is like doctor as teacher right and everything is individualized so you know the supplements that i would suggest for you from Mm. a plant-based diet is completely different to someone that is you know eating your general diet of you know three meals a day sandwiches for lunch cereal for breakfast and meat and veg for dinner kind of thing like there's a completely different like suggestion list that i would i would put out there 
for someone like that versus yourself. So, like, that's why I'm not mentioning, like, this is what you should have. Like, I I don't think that any doctor, naturopath, coach or anyone should be like, this is what everyone needs to have. Mm. Like, it's that's not true. Well, yeah, in any... In <laughs> yeah. any it's the same in as any the gom- coming back to the birth thing. Like, that there's ways to birth for different people depending on, I guess, where you're at. But also you can work through things and, and have the birth that you want if mm. if you're willing to do the work. Yeah. Um, where was... What was I saying before? I was... I don't know. I'll cut you off. Oh, hey, um, hey. so, yeah. <laughs> we like obviously supplemented with those things at the start of our pregnancy and then yeah about I reckon about three months ago I wasn't necessarily craving meat like I don't even know I've tried to explain this a few times but I just I was actually having like a um like a funny feeling in the side of my face Mm. wasn't it it was like a like a hot feeling almost like a hot flush I guess Mm. and um yeah so we started putting some meat in my diet I think we started with a stew um but also something that was like really important to me and I think I've just learned this through you was like eating the well sourced like locally uh, locally sourced um meat and that was super important for me hence why like when we're still going to people's houses and stuff because obviously I know that and understand that not everyone eats that meat as I guess it can be more expensive and and it's not just it's just something that's not really important to everyone um but for me if I was going to be eating meat I knew that it needed to be um well looked after animals yeah yeah. ethical ethical and as like natural not full of like antibiotics and all that kind of stuff as possible so we um have been buying our meat from a local a local Mon- place, Yamundi Meats, um, and yeah, that. So I've been, I've kept our meat eating to just us. Yeah, yeah. It's something that I actually haven't told anyone, so this is yeah. like pretty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty big. I've told my mom, and that's about the only person. Oh, and my sister, I think, and then yeah. that's about the only person because it was quite a big thing for me. Like it, it becomes a mind thing as well. Like when you go from a plant-based diet, especially being on a plant-based diet for as long as I was, um, you know, I guess changing those mind, like it, it's, it's... Well, it's your identity there, yeah. right? Like well, it was the same with me yeah. with bodybuilding. Yeah. Like I was a bodybuilder for however many years and then mm. I just decided to stop. Yeah, it's a funny thing. It's, it's a weird It's a weird transition. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also I still don't even feel prepared for people to be like, oh, what, you're eating meat again? Or like, you know, saying things like that or like, oh, I told you it was good for you or something like that because like I, and even though, you know, I'm not doing this for anyone other than myself and obviously our baby. Yeah. It's still just a, it's still something that I'm like coming to terms with, I guess, just having that conversation with people because I don't see that it needs to be a thing. It's it's just, yeah, it's nothing. I've just started eating meat again, and yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like it's, it's been really good. I'm still definitely very picky. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think the the way that I explained it to you from like, you know, reading that book, The Sacred Cow, Mm. like explaining that, like the for any of you listeners that are interested in, you know, diving deep into like proper agriculture and farming practices read the sacred cow 
and then make up your mind. Like if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, like sweet or well and good, but just be aware that, you know, if you're doing it just for saving the animals, have a read of the sacred cow before you like go around and pushing those beliefs onto people because how this book explains it, it is going from every single angle. So, you know, yeah, I won't go too deep into that now mm, because otherwise that I'll get this, that'll be a whole podcast <laughs> that <laughs> hopefully one day I'll get Rob Wolf on the podcast, actually. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll be amazing. Um, yeah, so that is um, something that obviously we've done and we've, like, transitioned... I have transitioned into during this pregnancy because, like, you know, you've... Especially when you're doing this like by ourselves and just listening to my body and doing all of our, I guess, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, like listening to what I need, mm. um, you really do need to listen to that. And, and and just looking at your body too, like, so there's there's different signs on the body on, on what's happening. Like, obviously, like on the side of your face when you're getting those hot flushes and that, like that was your body signaling you to you that there's something missing or there's something in excess and then you do a bit of investigation and that's where it's at. But I am aware that, you know, not not every yeah. pregnant woman is going to have a partner that is <laughs> can pick up on those things. Or be in, in tune with themselves as yeah. well. Like it yeah. Yeah. So um all right, well well that's that's pretty spot on. Like we've gone over supplementation there and um being on top of your nutrition, but you know like with your yoga and all that sort of stuff, like let, let's touch on that a little bit too because a lot of people, like because we haven't mentioned this yet, but um, we haven't been to the doctors or we went once to get, oh, I wanted to get a blood test for your nutrition profile <laughs> no, and you fucking hated it. A, yeah, this was a bit of a, um, I felt like I knew that, like you knew that that would be a good thing to do as mm. in like because you can read bloods um, and obviously not everyone's partner can read bloods, um, although I'm sure you could take it to a naturopath or, or a, like a natural health practitioner or something. But, yeah, Ty had said to me, um, would I feel comfortable with going to the doctors to get some blood tests just so that he can read where I was at? Mm. And, like, I didn't feel <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable doing that. But the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, you know, I guess it just comes down to like, I'm really lucky that I have Ty as a partner and he can help me with like these kind of things. And so I went to the doctors, like we booked in, I think we were around like somewhere around 14-ish weeks. Yeah. And um, we hadn't obviously been to the doctors at all and hadn't planned to once we had decided to free birth. Um, and we went to the doctors, well, I went to the doctors and you waited outside. I think I had a consult or something. You had something <laughs> on. And um, so I went in and I was actually really lucky. Like he was a very um, open-minded doctor and I said to him that we would be having our baby at home and he was very supportive of that. Although he just presumed that I would be still doing all the tests and all the, you know, things mm. with a midwife and all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't delve into the, any of that with him because I was felt very closed off to, like, opening up my, uh, like, energy to him, you know, projecting all these things mm. onto me that he and they suggest in the medical system, which he did anyways. 
Um, and I felt pretty like fucked after. I felt really shit, like just coming out of there. And you know, he was telling me, um, like that because we were around fourteen weeks or so, like, and he it, we didn't have any tests or anything done. Like I just told him from where we thought we were at in our pregnancy, and so he like said that we would have to go and have this scan. Um, to check you know that all the spinal cord and everything was connected to the like all these things and and also telling me about you know the glucose test that you would have to have to test for gestational diabetes at 36 weeks and all of this stuff like just literally laid all of these things onto me which I already knew that they did in the medical system like I'm I was very aware of everything that they tell you to do or that they um you know have a a um procedure no like um yeah well they go to tick their boxes time, yeah, yeah they're, they're ticking boxes um and even though I knew within myself like that that wasn't the path that we were choosing and it was also never going to be pushed on us by someone like a doctor or something um but it was still just being in that medical environment and that like mm. that space just made me feel so uncomfortable and I think that really confirmed for me that like this free birthing and like wild pregnancy without any of that medicalized stuff was really the right way because like even just going into the doctor's surgery I was yeah. like instant anxiety and instant fear yeah. and I think a lot of people that probably happens for um and I guess because I am in tune with my body and I I know when these like kind of emotions come up I understood that that was the environment that and being around him that may like that's what made me feel like that and like yeah. that fear that I had of like myself not being in control and like handing it over to someone else and like I know that that's not for everyone I completely understand that but yeah so we went to get these blood tests and we got the referral and we never went yeah. <laughs> um I kind of definitely pushed it away like I didn't want to go um I personally didn't feel any need to go and like I haven't felt any need to go again Mm. um and again it was just one of those things that we kind of like at the start when we were looking at midwives and then we're looking at doulas and then you know I wasn't eating meat and then I was eating meat like you're constantly learning and you're constantly like you know deciding new things that are better for your body and and for the baby and yeah, we we never ended up yeah getting the blood tests. Yeah, yeah, that's which is fine. Like, there's there's different things like with that glucose testing and all that sort of stuff. Like, we've got the the blood pressure monitor at home and all those types of things that we can yeah. do here. I know that not everyone's going to yeah. have blood pressure monitor and then like yeah. morning glucose testing that you can do. Like, you know, like not everyone's going to have that stuff, which is completely fine. But but this is just the route that we've taken. So you know, like we've we've gone over you know, the nutrition, the supplementation, but oh. also want to touch on, like, because yeah. this is, like, we just went on a bit of a rant yeah, there. So, well, so we'll loop it back to, like, you know, the physiological things, like, because one of the other things that comes up in birth as well is, you know, oh, the baby's not in the right position or, or mm. whatever, right? Mm. So what are some things that we can do to, yeah. you know, make sure that the baby's in the right position and, and yeah. actually feeling around where they are, like, because you're touching it every single day and I know yeah. I am too. And Yeah, so um, for me, like I, at the start, I still was walking 
um, you know, a few times a week and, and doing some kind of stretching or something at Yoga, home. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess, like, and that has continued. I haven't been walking um, the last while, like, since, yeah, we, we've moved house. Pretty and much, yeah, we moved house. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and still, and not doing as much movement as I was, but definitely like throughout my pregnancy I haven't been stagnant like I've still been up you know I haven't like lazed around I guess I've done I've done stuff the whole time um which for me has been really nice like uh in the mornings like I don't do this every morning um but I will stretch or do some kind of thing. Like, I, I know I do something every day, whether it's, like, just a random stretch here and there. Um, so we we bought the um, Spinning Babies uh, course, which um, just has a bunch of different, like, body balancing um, movements. and Kind of like a roulette table, you just go spin. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing like that, but... Um, the whole idea of spinning babies is to have, well, to do things to um, promote the baby to be in optimal position for birth. So, like, even though there's so many different variations of, like, you know, normal or, no, not even, no, not normal. There's so many different variations of, like, positions that babies can be in. And, um, you know, for a lot of the time we're told that, a, b- a baby can't be birthed if it's in this position or this position or this position, which mm. again comes back to whatever you feel comfortable and however you trust your body, how much you trust your body and how much you trust your baby. Um, but yeah, there's definitely things that you can do to, I guess, just keep the blood flowing in your body and keep that movement up. Um, for me, it's just been like doing my stretching slash yoga um walking and just keeping active really like I'm Mm. I'm not you know laying around all day or or doing anything like that um but yeah there they've been yeah so but pretty much like in a nutshell like get on top of your nutrition like if you've got no idea about nutrition go and see someone about it like whether it's a nutritionist naturopath or even some educated PTs are going to be good with their nutrition. Um, and then on top of that, like making sure that you're moving correctly because without movement, you're not going to get, you know, a lot of things working within the body. So yeah. making sure you've got good movement, you've got, you know, good food coming into your body, like you're going to be in a pretty good position from there. Yeah. And then, you know, on top of that, educating yourself around how birth actually works because – I don't know. I feel like I'm still really just scratching the surface of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but until exactly. until we get like get to practice on the day, <laughs> which like, is so crazy that when you think about it, that it's like you know that there's no test like, runs. <laughs> yeah, and and you can you know prepare yourself for it, but like every woman who has birthed has said, you cannot prepare yourself for what is going to happen. Like. But you can do all these small things that might, you know, all the, like, as you would say, one percenters that might help mm. um, or that will help in the process. Yeah, yeah. Um, to make, like, the pregnancy as best as it can be, like, yeah. the, the whole way through it. Like, that's yeah. that's the goal, really. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who are wondering, like, obviously, we don't, we didn't find out from a scan whether we're having a boy or a girl. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Do you want to do you want to drop what we think? <laughs> like, like, yeah. I, I for one, like, I'll tell you my experience around how I feel like we're having a boy. Um, in the reason being is because one of the breathwork sessions we had, what well, it must have been about four or five months ago now, mm. four months ago. Yeah, it's about that long ago. Um, I, I've always just had a feeling that I, we're gonna. I would have a boy first, like like that would I don't know. Whenever I have kids, like I'd have a boy first. That's what I always thought. Like I'm the oldest of the three kids in in my family, and I'm a boy, so I just thought, okay, like yeah. that'll be it. And then your mum, you know, yeah. your eldest brother is yeah. is a boy, or yeah. the eldest sibling is yeah. a boy, I should say. <laughs> um, and then you know, on top of that, like this breath work. And for those of you who haven't had like a powerful breath work session before. Um, you probably won't get this too much or understand it too much, but I'll try my best to explain it. And for those of you who have had a an, an, a powerful breathwork session, you'll know what I'm talking about. So when you are doing like those extended intense breathwork sessions, you can have quite a few visuals and things will come up. And prior to this breathwork session, I had to like set intentions towards, okay, like how am I going to be as a father? Like how's that like, you know, like give me some answers on on what fatherhood's going to be like so that was sort of the intentions i had leading into this and yeah got into it and it was it was pretty interesting that you know when i got right into like the visual side of it and all that sort of stuff like it wasn't like oh you're having a boy the experience that i had was that i hugged my boy when or our boy i should say when um when he was in his early 20s, like a full chest-to-chest hug, and it felt like he knew that I was there for him and, like, I'd showed up for him as a father figure throughout his life. And for me, that's one of the things that I want to be as a, as a dad. I want to be there to listen. I want to be there to support. I want to be there to teach. I want to be there for as much as possible. So, like, it was such a surreal feeling to hug my boy and, and have that hug feel so real and have that connection and feeling with our boy that was like they knew that I was there for them like and for me like as soon as we came to out of that breathwork session it was just straight up like Sky I know what we're having we're having a boy <laughs> and and for you the the same thing came yeah, up the same thing yeah well, not not exactly <laughs> the same visual but it it came up for you as um as boy as well yeah so we've thought boy from the start. Mm. Like we've just had it and yeah, as Ty said, like just always imagined having a boy first. And so obviously it's going <laughs> to be a real shock if it's a girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because we're both so, like I've just felt a boy like energy this whole time. Like I haven't felt a girl once. Mm. And um, yeah, so I, at the same breath work, um, we, I, I, um, like toned my breathing down a fair bit just being pregnant I just did what felt right for me um, so my breathing was quite a lot like slower than it usually would be so for those of you that don't know when you're doing an intense breath work like this like obviously there's different um, ways and different um, types of breathing but this one is like in through the nose out through the mouth is that right mm. yeah um, quite like a circular breathing is that right yeah. No, it was all mouth breathing, was actually. Yeah. Okay. 
in through the mouth, out through the mouth. All, yeah, it is. Mouth wide open. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, like very circular breathing um, and you can kind of gauge how like intense you go like from a level like one to ten, how how hard you breathe. Um, and yeah, so for me, I was breathing and like I just felt like you generally will have your um, hands out by your side with your palms facing up <coughs> and I felt like just a lot of energy in my fingertips and and then I generally would leave my hands by my side but I just felt the need to put them on my stomach and as soon as I put them on my stomach um my hands sort of just they went into inside my stomach and like for anyone that hasn't done (laughs) breath work this probably sounds like wild and crazy but breath work really is like a gateway to awareness I guess and and you know, it brings out everything that is already within us and everything that we know. We can see things from, like, the past and the present and the future and it's crazy. And um, For those of you who haven't done breath work and you've done psychedelics, like, that's it, as close as I can, like, you know, but you're, in, you're, in, you're actually in control, whereas psychedelics, if you chuck down a bunch of mushrooms, yeah. like, you're on a trip no matter what. Yeah, uh, whereas breath breath work, you can kind of you know bring that back down. So yeah. if you want to have that sort of similar experience of a psychedelic experience, yeah. but in a controlled manner like that, that's be- that's what breath work is. Yeah, basically, yeah. And so I put my hands on my stomach, and then my hands just like sort of, I guess, melted like inside of my stomach, and then all of a sudden my hands were inside my stomach, and I was actually like holding our baby from the underneath, like. I could feel everything and then I felt like a pressure inside of uh, sorry in like my lower back and I felt like Ty's hand not he wasn't actually physically doing (laughs) this but this is what I felt Ty's hand like go into my lower back and was also holding the baby from like inside my body and um from that like we were just holding and I was like obviously having all of these um different sensations all over my body and then I felt um a like this it's funny because I felt it like and it was like a color and it was like this deep like foresty green blue color and it wasn't like this I actually didn't go into this breath work with like having any intention like with any intentions I just literally went to this breath work um you know thinking that I actually probably wouldn't have too much of a experience because I knew I was going to breathe a bit less than yeah um what I usually would um so I didn't really have any expectations and I think that you need to not really have any expectations when you're doing a breath work like just yeah maybe set some intentions but um I had like this deep bluey green foresty color like just like emanate my whole body and it was just like filling up from my toes and although like I hadn't asked what the sex of our baby was or I wasn't even thinking about that I just knew that that's what that was and I don't like associate pink or blue or whatever with girls or boys or anything I think anyone can be any color or wear any color or whatever but it was just like this deep knowing Mm that that's what that colour was and it was like this, I guess, male energy like in my body and 
um, that kind of that filled up my whole body, and then it was just like um, I had like this circular, uh, like different coloured light, like a whitish kind of light, um, you know, going between my heart and the baby's heart, and it was like I could actually see us like connecting, and it's crazy when you're doing these breath works. Like I don't know what anyone else's experience well I do you know have heard other people's experiences but for me I've always seemed to have like the feeling of like being able to go between the three worlds like go between actually feeling your body on the floor here where or wherever you're doing your breath work and then like you can watch yourself from like a higher place and then um and then, like, be just somewhere completely different, like, where you're experiencing these, all these um, feelings and everything. And, yeah, so I just come to the conclusion that that was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat up and said the same thing to Ty. Like, I said, I know it, I know the sex of our baby. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was pretty cool because the um, facilitator, Peter, he said and he has said this every time we've been that Ty and I are so in tune like we breathe at the same time yeah, and it's like, like synchronized yeah very synchronized and um yeah that's pretty cool I think yeah absolutely <laughs> well um I think that's a, a pretty good damn a, a pretty damn good uh overview of yeah what we're doing throughout this birth preparation so normally you know like I finish off this podcast by saying like out of all of your life experience, what is one piece of advice that you could leave for the listeners? However, today I'm going to change that a little bit and ask you, what is one piece of advice that you could give to the listeners, you know, around birth specifically? Um, I think it would definitely be educate yourself on all the different types of birth and just birth in general, like educate yourself on what's actually happening um, in your body from like the, you know, even before you uh, conceive. But yeah, I think just really educate yourself, listen to yourself and do what you want and what makes you feel comfortable, even if that means, you know, not what has always made you feel comfortable and, and you are, you know, seven months pregnant and you just decide to change your mind as to how you birth or how you, you know, continue with your pregnancy. Like, do what makes you feel comfortable and listen to your gut and just, yeah, don't let anyone pressure you into doing something that you don't want to or something that doesn't feel right or aligned with you, I think. Yeah, right? bang on, that's good. <laughs> And uh, for, I, I guess I'll put my two bob in as well. So okay. do do whatever the hell feels right for you and have good conversations with your partner so that you can go through the whole process together, not having differentiating opinions, right? And for both of you, if you do have a split opinion on, on what you want to do, educate yourself on both sides and then, then make your decision from there. I think that would... um be quite helpful for lo- for a lot of people and yeah. and then yeah like look after your fucking body like yeah. that's we've only got one mm. and we're creating a new one in this process so mm. get on top of your nutrition get on top of your sleep get on top of your movement and you're going to be putting yourself in a good position to have a healthy birth mm. what do you reckon was that all right <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well cool good. 
Perfect. Yeah, well, guys, um, yeah, we'll finish it up there. And, and thanks for coming on the show again, Skyza. Thanks for having me. <laughs> See you, guys. Thanks for listening to The Ty Lucas Show. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to visit tylucas.com.au for more free resources to improve your health, wealth, and relationships. And if you loved the show, leave us a five-star review. See you in the next episode.